0: Hello everyone, my name is Dean
1: and my name is Craig
0: and we're Checks Over Strikes and we just decided today to come together because uh, there's a a big need for information that is not readily available to people and the information that we're talking about is financial literacy and for me and Craig we said to ourselves let's be the guys out there to help get this information out to people so that they can make better life decisions in regards to their finances so when we did this when we came together we said you know what let's let's put out content and the easiest way for us to put out content is in a book um even it's it's the old school way of doing it but we said you know what let's let's go to the ground roots let's let's put it in a book first and then propel that book into Different ways of putting the information out there so right now we have the book soon we'll have the audio book so people that don't like to read can listen to it or the ones that don't have that time where they can sit down and read a book they'll be able to listen to it while driving say like a truck driver or someone that does uber and they want to be able to increase their or learn some something new about financial literacy so we're doing the audio book, and we're also coming out with a course where we deep dive more into the the chapters in the book that we have. So investing, saving, uh, budgeting, and credit, because those are the areas that we f- feel that is the stepping stone into getting um, where you need to be with financial literacy. Also today, we said, you know what? Today's the first day that we're introducing a podcast to you guys where we're going to have it where it's interactive where you guys can ask us questions and we're going to also be bringing on special guests that will be giving you information about things that you probably want to know about but don't know where to get that information from. Uh, anything you want to say Craig?
1: Um, I was going to say why don't you just talk about a little bit about, about yourself.
0: About myself? So for me um, I grew up in the hood. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, the, sh- the hood is what shaped me into the person I am today. I own a car dealership and a car rental business. Also, me and him, we own the Checks Over Strikes business. And um, I also do investing. And is there anything else that I'm missing? I think that's pretty much it. But the way I got to where I am today, it started off by me taking a lot of L's, which were learning lessons, not losses, for me to get to where I am today. So my journey has started with my mom, and I thank her very much for the lessons that she she taught me because without her, there would be no me. And she started me off at a very young age about savings. And she always told me, she's like, whatever money you get, make sure you, you, make sure you save. That, that's always your thing. Just save your money. And I was like, okay, what am I saving my money for? Not understanding the underlying... Uh, message that she was trying to tell me uh, that i later on discovered but to always save my money because um it, it's 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 something that's very boring but could help you in the long run and with saving savings can do so many things it, it you could start a business you can put down money on a house it could get you out of like an uh like if you have like an emergency like say it's a medical emergency and you got to be forking out thousands of dollars that's where the savings comes in and um she taught me that at a very young age and as i got older i started to learn more things when it came to financial literacy but it wasn't worded as financial literacy to me it was worded as just money and the only way or the 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 easiest way to get money was to work so i literally went through i think i started working at the age of 14 and I was working in a grocery store, and the only reason why I got a job is because I got into some legal trouble. So, <laughs> my mom—that's that, another lesson she taught me. Whenever you get yourself in trouble, she said, "I'm not helping you. Like you got to figure out <laughs> the way to get out of it yourself." So, me at the tender age of fourteen, grade nine, I had to get a job, and I was working at a grocery store. I was making like six fifty an hour, which was minimum wage at the time. No, to be honest, minimum wage was six eighty five. And then I started working at a job. I was like, yo, why the hell am I making 650? And they're like, oh, you're underage. So I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so with that being said, I worked that job. I got myself out of that legal situation. And then another milestone happened in my life. Um, I was 18 at the time. And my girlfriend at the time, she said she was pregnant. So I was like, shit. So I had to keep that job. So I ended up working that job. And then I was coming out of school and I was going to... I I, yeah I was finishing high school going into college and going into college I was like okay how am I gonna pay for school Mm. my mom again she said no you're gonna do that on your own she didn't really (laughs) want me to be she didn't want to be my crutch in a sense so plus she had she had three kids so she's a single mom and she's taking care of the three of us so I was like you know what I'm the oldest so I'm gonna be the man and I'm gonna be able to do this on my own so I was 18 finishing school having a kid and I had the one job, it wasn't paying that well. And then I got a second job. So now I have two jobs, two jobs and a kid on the way and paying for my school. Um, It was a lot for me. Like I barely, I barely see my bed. So if it wasn't school, I was working one of the two jobs. I was working at enterprise. Uh, It was, it was a good job to have because the perks of the car rental and stuff. So I could get around. And um, oh, sorry. To make it worse, uh, when I was a kid, when I was fourteen, getting into grade nine, I picked up a hobby. Uh, Literally, I was watching TV one day. I was watching much music, the mix. Oh, much music. Extend the mix? No, no, the mix. It was during the day, and I seen some DJs on there. So (laughs) I was like, "Yo, this shit is cool." (laughs) So I was like, "Yo, I want to be a DJ." So, along with working the the two jobs throughout high or the one job throughout high school, I picked up DJ. So it went from, it was more of a hobby in a sense, because I wasn't making money from it. I literally just said, yeah, I want to be a DJ. Like that, that, that's cool. Like, so I I fell in love with DJing. So literally the money I was making after all my legal stuff happened, the money I was making literally went into buying records. So Mm -hmm. I was buying records, buying equipment, practicing on my craft. And then my craft um, ended up becoming something where it became a side hustle where People are not booking me. F- no, I I started I started with the creating the mixtapes first, mm-hmm. and then people liked that. So then they started booking me for parties. So then that was another stream of income that I had coming in. But that money that I was making either went to records, clothes, or shoes. So literally, that's all I did with my money: records, clothes, shoes. Every Friday, I would go to the record store. I'd be going. I'd I'd hit up um, play the record or treasure aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, treasure Isle. And yeah. Um, Fridays, I'd just be there, just buying records, buying records, buying just m- mad mad records like that's all my money went to and then i did that for about 13 14 years where i ended up being one of the biggest djs in toronto playing at the biggest nightclubs and um yeah so with the djing working the two jobs going to school like literally my early 20s that's that's all i was doing i was just always on the go always on the go and um yeah, so then it, it led me into the things that I started later on where it's like, you know what? I said to myself, I want to own a car dealership. So I figured out how to do it, got, did my license, got my test done, and then was able to open up my dealership. So I've been running that for about, what are we, 2021? About nine years now. And uh, the DJing I had to let go just due to health issues and um, a few other things that happened along the way. Um, So... That I had to kind of let go. So I kind of more focused on the DJing. But, or sorry, the car business. And then when I got into the car business and realizing all the paperwork that 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 came with it, like the accounting and um, bookkeeping for the inventory, I just had like this realization. I look back on my life and I was like, as a kid, I had a lot of, like, I had a lot of, like, I didn't really have expenses minus the, the one, two things. Like, I didn't have a cell phone bill back then because cell phone wasn't big. And... I was like, I said to myself, I was like, yo, where did all my money go when I was younger? Like, I was working two jobs or three. I had the two jobs plus the side hustle. I was like, yo, where did all my money go? So I was like, I had no track record as to where where it went. I had no investments. I didn't have no savings, RSP, any of that stuff, because at the time, I didn't believe in it. And um, then I had this realization. I was like, yo, imagine how many other people out there that have that feel this way, where it's like, they 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 were making all this money, but they have nothing to show for it. So, when I got into the the car business, I so I went to school for accounting and finance, and I picked up taxes. And when I picked up taxes, I said, at first I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna work for H&R Block and make some money or whatever." They never hired me, so I was like, "All right, screw them," and I just said, "Yo, I'm gonna do it on my own." So I picked that up as a little hobby for myself, make a little extra change for myself, and. When I started doing that, I just realized the people that I was helping out doing their taxes, they had the same common problems I did. They didn't know where their money was going. Like, literally, it's like, am I getting a tax return or how much am I getting or how much do I owe? And with all that, um, every time that somebody came to me with these, with, with that question or um, seeing what they're going through, it's like, if I tell them that they owe money, they're like, where am I going to find this money? And it's like, if you're making this much money, it's like, how can you not pay for that? So I started getting these common questions over and over, and it, it all geared back to financial literacy. So for me, I learned these, these lessons when I was younger. And um, I thought it was just common practice for people to be just saving money and just know about um, investing. And it wasn't something that was common. So I was like, okay, you know what? I need to get this information out there, but I don't know how to. And then last year when um i finally got the courage to to try to write the book you came to me and you said yo i have these girls that want to purchase a condo and they came to me for help and i know like you do the investment stuff so whatever so if you can sit down with them and talk to them about it so i was like yeah sure so that literally led to the the creation of the book of um don't be a waste you the financial literacy guide and um pretty much it's it's history from there it's like now we're just trying to change the culture and trying to educate everybody on what financial literacy is and also make smarter decisions uh with their money like in terms of investing savings and even budgeting because if i knew to budget back then i i should have boatloads of of cash right now or investments based on having a budget and knowing where my money's going so that's pretty much my background story about myself. What about you, Craig?
1: Dean, um, you know, that was pretty, pretty eventful. Um, I had a similar background to Dean. Um, I actually grew up in various projects within the GTA. And like I said, with, with, with the situations that I came across, um, there wasn't really anybody teaching me or guiding me to financial literacy or saving money. Um You know, I have two brothers and a sister. Um, We were living in jungle at the time, famously known as Lawrence Heights. And we were just, you know, living like anybody else. Um, It was the ghetto, was the projects. Um, We didn't have much, but we didn't, we weren't broke. So my mom worked, you know, within a pharmaceutical company and, you know, she was gone like at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, I was the eldest at the time, so it was about me getting the getting my younger brothers ready to go to school, and so on and so forth. So, um, I really didn't know much, but I knew I had to work hard. So, I knew right at the beginning I wasn't a gangster, nor was I, nor was I built for the gangster game. Um, reason being is didn't saw things that happened where I'm from people go to jail get arrested I just wasn't built for that so it was really important for me to find a way to not only help my mother uh, being the eldest but help us get out of the hood so I went to school went to school Weston Collegiate for all my WCI fans Lawrence and Pine Street went there uh, went to high school fast forward um and by the way, never was a guy to get in trouble. I dip, I dip and dabbled in you know, certain things, but again, I quickly learned that it wasn't for me, so didn't deal with that. Um, went to high school, went to college, did some university, and I got my first job within Bell Canada uh, or Bell Express U at the time. Um, I was 23, and I said to myself, okay, listen, this is going to be a good opportunity for me, Let's see if I can stay in this job and help, you know, further my knowledge in a corporate aspect and really learn how to, you know, become a man. Fast forward that 16 years later, because that's where I was uh, for 16 years and I'd had various different roles. Um, I basically went through or try to go up in the corporate ladder. We were often taught, you know, being Who we are today is, you know, by our parents get a nine to five job, um, climb the corporate ladder and eventually retire. Not knowing that when you work for a corporation or an organization for 25 years, then you become 50, 60 years old, then you retire. Then what do you do when you retire? You're old. You may not want to do anything because you're old and you're tired. So my thought process was try to learn as much as possible and try to leverage that leverage that information. So when I was working there, I tried to pick up, pick up all these skills, these, these traits just to try to better myself at the end of the 16 years, I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Um, I was kind of, I was tired of building someone else's dream. And I said that, you know, I had to kind of do something else, something that was more fulfilling. Um, And hence, this is kind of where Dean came, you know, came about, you know, I've known Dean for many, many, many years. Um, Our wives are really, really close. And this is where he came up with the whole idea with the book. And at the at the time, I was like, you know, I was contemplating, you know, should I leave my job? Um, but what am I going to do if I leave my job? So, you know, after speaking to one of my mentors, big up Andre Williams, um, he told me, he's like, listen, he's like, brother, if you want to do something else, you need to take a leap of faith. Um, you got to understand that, you know, if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? And I said, further, furthermore, to that, for that, to that conversation, he also mentioned to me, he's like, listen, he's like, if you go out there and you do something and it fails for whatever reason, remember, you have the skills and the the, the attributes that can line you back into an organization, it may not be Bell, but a different organization. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. I can I can more more or less just get rid of this job. And then having further conversation with Dean, Dean was like, listen, I did it. You know, I got laid off at a young age, um, and this is why I work for myself. So after having those two conversations and having an important conversation with my wife, um, I said, you know what? I gave my two week resignation. People thought I was crazy. People thought what I was doing, you had a perfect job, good salary, getting a good bonus. But I knew deep inside, I wasn't fulfilling what I needed to do. Um, I was more or less, you know, growing up in the projects, I was like a community activist. You know, I always wanted to see people do well. I always, you know, was a leader in trying to lead people to make better decisions and so on and so forth. So I took the leap of faith and now we're here in 2021, you know, with a book, as Dean mentioned, um, a online course, uh, audible coming soon. So everything that we kind of discuss is coming to fruition. And, um, honestly, I couldn't feel any better about it. The decision that I made and I'm, well, I wouldn't turn back. So that's just me in a nutshell. Um,
0: I want, I want to touch on you talking about a leap of faith okay. and um, it, it, it's, it's it's good that you mention that because a lot of people out there, they're probably in the same situation that or scenario that you're in where it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm in this job, but it's like, I'm stuck. Like I have a friend, he literally worked his way up to the corporate ladder to where he's at a point where he said, you know what? He's like, I can't go any further. Like they're not going to make me CEO. So he's like, <laughs> why the hell am I still here? So he's like, you know what? he's well there, there's actually two of them because so one one he worked with me at enterprise and worked his way up the ladder and he's yeah. like yo screw this he took a leap of faith um he just laid back and then they they, they ended up letting him go so what he did he, he did it the smart way let them fire him so that he can get the severance package yeah so he took his severance package um his his wife already works or whatever so but he's like nah i'm gonna just focus on investments and the 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 business that they created. So now they just literally um they were doing like um event planning like okay. for for weddings or whatever gatherings, bringing like the props or whatever. And he hasn't looked back since like he's, he's living life. He gets to enjoy time with his kids. Um now he's building his own house while he still has his his, uh, his um his original house mm. and he's living life. He's like, "Yo, I'll never go back to corporate life. Like why am I going to go stress my, myself out for somebody else?" And then my next buddy of mine, like, he works for CIBC, and now he's at his tipping point where he's like, yo, what can I do to, like, get out of here? Like, I can't get any higher. Like, I've done all the education. I I have the experience, but they're not going to push me any higher up the ladder. So he's literally in that, that realm. And it's like, for people out there that, it's like, yeah, if you're tired with what you're doing, you have to take that leap of faith. Like, Invest in yourself. Like that's one of like the most underrated type of investments. Investing in yourself. And it's like there's so many people out there where it's like like me growing up like from as early as I can remember up till now, a lot of people had these dreams and aspirations to do things, but what's always stopping them is not the end result, it's them starting to get to the end result. And it's like if you want to achieve that dream and goal, it's like yo work backwards. You already know what the end goal is say give yourself a timeline and say yo this is what i want to do this is what i'm going to do it and this is how i'm going to achieve it but a lot of people out there just they're self-sabotaging themselves it's like yeah i want to i want to um what's an example of like uh i i want to open a restaurant and the most they'll do is they'll probably go to culinary school and then that's it they'll work for somebody and then they're they're content with that they're making like an eighty thousand dollar salary but it's like why are you content with working with for somebody else They coming in their 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 luxury car, let's say a Bentley or whatever, and then they're pulling up, and then they're coming to the restaurant, seeing to making sure that you're performing correctly for their business, and they're just giving you a piece of the pie. And it's like, yo, why don't you reverse the roles and you be that guy? You create your menu, you hire your staff, and then you be the guy that's just coming in every so often, pulling up. But it's like people are so afraid to do that, but it's because it's like they they say, nah, I can't achieve that, and it's like I want to go to. This, this, uh, this thing that I call the baby mentality where it's like, yo, you cannot tell a baby, no, they cannot do something. They exactly. will do exactly. any and everything to achieve that goal. Like I have a one-year-old son right now. You cannot tell him. He cannot climb out the crib. He's going to tr- find a way to get out that crib without hurting himself. Yes, he'll hurt himself, but he keeps trying. It's not him to say like, yeah, oh, I, I fell. I can't do this again. No. He's going to be like, all right, I fell. Now I got to make sure the next time I do it, I'm not going to fall. And it's, it's the same thing. You, you just got to literally, if you just map it out, If you, like I, I was telling my wife, I was like, yo, fear is the dream killer. Yep. In order to conquer fear, you need to be able to write shit down on paper. The moment you write it down on paper, it's achievable. The moment you just leave it in the air, you leave it in the air for either someone else to catch it or for you to, to lose it. So it's like, yo, write down your goals. It's it's, it's it's as simple as that. It starts with a piece of paper. We said we we're going to do checks over strikes. We wrote that down on a piece of yeah, paper. Yeah, a very
1: small like, paper. And I, I remember, it's so funny you say that, I remember writing the logo and writing on a piece of paper and sending it to you. Um, through you, WhatsApp. Through WhatsApp. And that's literally how the dream started.
0: Yeah, and it's like, yo, we're only a year into it. And it's like, yo, we're so proud of ourselves for where we got. It's like, yo, imagine what you could do if you went out there and just put your dream down on paper and said yo i'm gonna achieve it it's like yo right now time it's not to say time is on your side because time is limited Yeah. but the moment you can track how much time you want to put towards something then it's not limited anymore it's 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 limitless so it's like yeah i'm gonna be able to do that i'm gonna do it within xyz amount of years and it, it goes to like people out there that say oh i don't have the time or the money to do it you do have the time and the money to do it It's how much time do you want to put towards doing that thing. And it's not a lot of time you need to do something. You just need to even give yourself half an hour to an hour a day towards that goal. The moment you can put those little increments in, it becomes something bigger later on, which leads to another thing that I call the snowball effect. When you were out there on the playground making a snowman, you start off with a snowball in your hand. You put it on the ground, you started rolling it. The moment you started rolling it, it got to a point where it's so big you needed help. So you ask your friends to help you build that snowman to where it came, became something big now. And it's the same thing with you trying to achieve a goal. Like you, if you say you wanna make, or you wanna save $20,000 in one year, and you've been saying that for like the last 10 years, you can achieve it. But it starts with you saying, all right, this is my goal, now, now let me map out my timeline. The moment you can make your goal into something smaller, the easier it becomes to achieve. You say twenty thousand. You break that down. Let's just say ten months, just to keep numbers easy. That's two thousand dollars a month. Two thousand dollars a month. That's that's more than achievable. You'll find ways to make that money. The moment you want to, when people want something, they'll find ways to get it. Yeah. If, if they're determined, but if you're not determined to get that 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 goal achieved, it's not going to happen. So it's all it's it's all a mindset thing.
1: Yeah. And as Dean touches on some of these things, and this is the reason why we wrote the book because. <coughs> We know growing up, there wasn't a lot of resources to help um, youth growing up in the projects or the ghetto or wherever it may be. Um, we really didn't have um, the chance or the right to success. So this is the reason why this book is so important because it touches on some of these things that we could be learning as young individuals to help propel us to where we wanna be, um, you know, or where our future stands because as Dean mentioned, if you're determined to get something, you'll get it by all means. And, you know, when growing up, you know, we had people in the flyest gear or the latest Jordans. And, you know, I saw that and I wanted it, you know what I mean? But again, what was I going to do to get it? You know, I either tried to, I work or I had chores or I had some means um, of a resource to get these things, but I had to work for it. So we just want to teach individuals, you know, it's, it's not easy to get something. you got to work hard for it. And you got to set goals that are realistic and objectives that help you get you there. And again, um, equip yourself with like-minded people. Um, and the reason why I say this is that if you are the leader amongst the group and there's no one really, you know, trying to hold you accountable for certain things you do or trying to push you in the, the right direction um it's just not gonna it's not gonna happen as fast as you may think it should happen because you don't have the right people around you um myself dean and um alongside a few others we keep our 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 group tight and we keep it in a sense in which that we are able to hold people accountable like ourselves and tell people when you know You know when we're lacking and i feel that's very important because if you don't have that to keep you sane it's just again uh you're the leader but you're doing all the things that you may think is right but no one's trying to hold you accountable and i think that's really really key most definitely as as i mentioned before we talked about you know leadership and having a good um circle of friends that can you kind of hold you accountable for actions that you take and just to make sure that you're trying to better yourself on a daily basis. So this is going to lead into the book. Um, The book itself, again, don't be a waste suit, Financial Literacy Guide. Um, The reason why we chose this title was, and maybe I can get Dean to talk
0: about it, a little bit about it, just as the reason why we chose this title, Dean. So the title, I I Craig likes to call it the shock and all. I I like to call it like yo I'm grabbing your attention like you need to pick up this book because without it life's not gonna happen for you so don't be a waste. You it's um well I'm my background is Jamaican so between me and my brother growing up when someone did something stupid or foolish we always said to each other like yo why are you doing that for like yo don't be a waste suit so I felt like it just resonated with the book where it's like why are you being foolish with your money like don't be a waste you like you need to be picking up this book to help you keep more of the money that you have instead of spending it and not knowing where it's going and then with the name checks over strikes that's something that craig came up with where we want to give people the shock and awe with um shock and awe face value of the name because we we ripped it from a song which was uh checks over stripes which was a reference that drake said with the song with him and Travis Scott. So we felt it 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 tied perfectly with what we're trying to do. Where it's like checks in your name, no strikes against it. And as Craig was saying about having a circle of friends or family, for me, my circle kind of went outside of my friends and family where I met people along the way and I started to build a network with with people outside of my friends and family. Even people that I don't even know like I, for me, I utilize Instagram as my learning tool. I don't go in there to just kill time. I go in there to learn things. And even with YouTube, it's, they're all like learning ut- utensils that that I use to yep. enhance my knowledge. And for me, I picked up mentors, like ment- they're indirectly m- mentoring me. So I said, in they're indirectly mentoring me because they're teaching me about, Things that I want to learn about, which was yeah. about money, how to get more money, how to invest my money, and so on and so forth. And what I came across is a lot of the mentors that that I follow with the lessons that they're teaching, they're all American. So I was like, a lot of this stuff doesn't apply to Canadians. Like we can't do half of the stuff that these guys can do, and the stuff that we can do, not always they can do. So I said, facts, you know facts. what? I was like, yo, yeah, these guys are great mentors, but. I can only take so much of this information and do so much with it. So I said, you know what? That's where I came out with the book and said, yo, Craig, we need to put out Canadian content so that Canadians can get up, level up the way the Americans are leveling up. Exactly. So that's why we said, yo, credit, it's so important. Like they talk about credit. They talk about credit so much in America till you're like blue in the face. And what I noticed about Americans, not putting Americans down, but Canadians have better credit than Americans. But the moment, so. the moment, the moment, Americans learn how to utilize and build up their credit, th- they're like millionaires, like instant yep. millionaires. They, they know exactly how to play the game. Like they're playing the, the, the rich, rich game. That's what I call it, right? Yep. So I was like, yo, we need to put information like this into our book so that Canadians can level up and do the same thing, especially in like the marginalized, the urban areas where it's hmm. like, yo, they don't know this information or where to get this information. So I said, yo, let me, let's put this information in a book because it's, it's, it's perfect for them. To, to get to where they need to be yeah even like creating a, a company like I had somebody the other day hit me up she's like oh I need to create an LLC so I was like you mean corporation she's like yeah whatever it's called and I was like that's that that's the reason why this book needed to be created because they don't know that LLCs only originate in America where in, in Canada it's corporation mm-hmm. so I had to like literally just be like yeah it's a corporation gave her the site what whatever she needed to be that needed to be done but it's like you know what I'm taking a stance for the people out there and saying, yo, I'm going to be that that Canadian guy that's doing what all the Americans are doing. Like, yo, I'm putting it out there where I'm going to teach you about credit, investing, um, budgeting, saving, financial planning. So it's like, yo, that's why, we, that's why the two of us, we came up with a company where it's like, yo, where it's like, yo, we're going to help people get checks in their name and no strikes against it. And that's why we wrote the book. And now the course is coming out, which you can get in our bio down below, uh, or on on our Instagram, Checks Over Strikes, and click the link and then you can get access to our course that we have coming out. And um, yeah, like, I'm just- But
1: you forgot to mention, our course, the name of our course Mm -hmm. is the Money Management Method. Yeah. And we basically have done two four-week courses, in where we teach people how to better their relationship with money. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that is another thing. So we are currently doing four week courses to help individuals better relation- better their relationship with money, because we feel it's important. And we do it in a language that's universal. Um, Dean mentioned don't be a waste suit, where it derived from. So we use language like oh like credit same. is a vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't cheese me, you know, understand budgeting. And we use language like that so we can help our audience, which is, you know, the the younger youth, understand what's being said because there are a lot of books that are written um, for financial literacy, but it doesn't capture the essence of the language. So when a young person, you know, or a young person of color picks up a book and they start reading it, it, it loses them because it talks about analytics. It talks about... Um, graphs and all these different visuals that someone may not understand if their financial literacy is at a lower
0: rate. So again, I I, I think you just need to break it down to be honest, reading those books is boring. So we want to make it fun to learn this stuff. And the way we do that is through edutainment. Like we don't want it to be where it's like, Oh my God, I'm doing this again. We don't want it to feel like school. We want it to feel, we want you to get excited about learning about this stuff because the moment you learn this stuff and apply it, life changes so like the 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 last group of people that we had collectively we saved them over eight uh, collectively they saved over eight thousand dollars within a month like that's how much money that they're spending between eight people so could you imagine how much you're spending and if you understood where every dollar was going how much you could be saving exactly like, super like facts i i understand that we're in a pandemic but i f- almost feel like people are using the pan like the pandemic it's like the moment it's gone people are gonna go literally back to like their lifestyles it's All almost right. like your new year's resolution yep. you say you're gonna set the goal or you wait till the whole year f- passes and then you say yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the gym uh starting next year and i'm gonna lose 30 pounds and then the moment you hit the gym you go for two weeks you go hard and then after that you're like yeah and then that membership becomes nothing and then you're paying 30 to 40 dollars a month yo that adds up and it's like it's it's the same thing with, like, the book. It's like, yo, yep. if you don't apply these things, like, these things won't happen for you. And that's why we said you know, we're going to make it fun so that it stays with you, and then you just keep going, where it's like you'll be able to pass this down from your family members to the next family member. And it's like, yo, information is meant to be shared. And the moment, like, you, it just sticks with you, it's easier to share yep. amongst people that, that you love and care about, right? And um, which leads to the what's the word flouration or fruitation of this podcast Mm -hmm. where we're going to be talking about top five picks of the week in terms of stocks or investments. Uh, We're going to have checks of the weeks where we're going to give you tips and tools. Mm -hmm. We're going to have, I don't want to say weekly, but we're going to have guests on the show. And if there's anything that you guys want to know or guests that you want to see on the show, just reach out to us, hit us up on Instagram, checks over strikes, not stripes, Strikes. strikes exactly, and um yeah just hit us up like yo we're between me and craig we're an open book like we, we we're not there to hide we're out there we're here for the community we just want to help better people's lives and just hit us up any questions you have hit us in the dm or even comment on something that we posted and we'll gladly reply to you in a timely fashion
1: yeah dean mentioned community we're here to build our community it's so important that um we as a people band together to help um, get to our economic goals or group economics because it's just a situation in which that and and again I live in Brampton so I see it on a daily daily basis you know when there's new developments or any type of um, structures or buildings going up the first people I see are Indian people and 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 don't get it wrong like again we have nothing against nothing nothing against against indian people it's just
0: us as a community we need to band together like it's it's our time now to band together and and create our community like far too long everyone's like yeah i want to do this it's like who's standing up to do it so you know what we're taking a stance we're trying to we're going to build back or build up our community so it's nothing against other communities but for us, we want to build our community and we're going to be the first two to start it. And the moment it's just like the snowball effect, the bigger it gets, the more people we're going to need involved in it.
1: And again, and where you, where you can find us, you know, our Instagram handle is checks over strikes. This is where you can see our bio. This is, this is where you can see a lot of information, which we post. And also you'll, you'll see the money management method course that we are starting. Um, again, we are, this is our last free course. So, Um, you gotta go get it. Um, we're here to help people, so let's do it.